If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast-paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. And season four is all about love. Each episode, we explore a different aspect of love with science, stories, skills, and songs so you can slow down and stress less. It's important to us that every episode is worth your time and you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, slow the fuck down with manifesting love. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. Manifesting love sounds wonderful, but it can feel like a tall order, especially if you're someone who's too hard on yourself or analyzes the F out of romantic relationships. Casey and I wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, never done that. (laughs) So if you're ready to feel the ease of manifesting love from a clear, loving, and embodied perspective, we dedicate today's show to you. First, let's get clear on how we're using the word manifest. We're using it as to create or to bring into existence. Casey, what do you think of when you hear manifesting love? The first thing that comes to mind is manifesting a romantic partner. Elizabeth, what do you think of when you hear manifesting love? I think of a bunch of things. I think about manifesting a partner. I think about manifesting love for myself. And I think about the way I manifest. So right now on social media, Casey and I are running a manifest love challenge. Yeah. So follow Slow the Fuck Down Show on Instagram and join the manifest love challenge. We were just doing it for ourselves. And then we were like, duh, let's invite our audience to do it with us. So we started on the first of last month. And by day four, I realized how natural and easy and a matter of course it is for me to manifest love for others. That's solid. But when I'm manifesting love for myself, it's like I'm doing this big magical self-care thing that feels so special and is such a big deal like ooh i took a bath <laughs> alert the media you know <laughs> that fucking patriarchal conditioning right that we think it's such a big fucking deal that we're actually doing something loving for ourselves I mean, I want to manifest love as naturally for myself as I do for every other person on the planet, not just my loved ones, but people that I don't even know I'm manifesting love for. Yeah, I love how my response to your question above was immediately like, oh, manifesting a romantic partner. It's it it went right to other. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, we're, we're so conditioned to do that. I've loved our manifest love challenge. I've noticed this shift in myself. At first, I was a little bit hesitant to post every day because it's a lot of being visible and being vulnerable. And I'm so pleasantly surprised in how easy and effortless it is for me to talk about how I manifest love. It's just become such a natural part of life for me, whether I'm manifesting love for myself or I'm manifesting love for others or I'm manifesting love for a stranger. I'm pleasantly surprised that it's brought this sense of 
peacefulness into my life. You know, I I think a lot of times in especially as coaches and healers and people who are who are always giving, there's this kind of like belief that we can acquire, like make sure that you're not giving too much or make sure that you're not receiving too much and that you're balancing it out somehow. But there's something about manifesting love a little bit in tiny little segments every day that has just created this this peacefulness in my life and it balances itself out. Yeah, because when you're coming from love, you don't let yourself overgive and you're filling your well so you don't feel like a taker either, right? So I see how that equality is coming in because your well is full. We're making sure every day that not just in special ways that our everyday actions are coming from love and you're able to let love in, like actually let it in. You're not unconsciously blocking love. Yes. We have an amazing episode called Slow the Fuck Down with Blocking Love. Definitely listen to that one. I've seen a real big shift in myself too after focusing on manifesting love every day for weeks. I've seen bigger shifts in the two biggest ways that I used to struggle the most, which was in making food and consistent exercise. So since we started on the Manifest Love Challenge, I find I'm cooking more, I'm eating more consistently, which is an important part of my nutrition and weight loss. I attracted into my life a gym that I like. And so I've been joyfully like getting up in the morning and exercising. So this shifting it instead of, oh, I have to do this, which is how I usually am around food and exercise. It's become so much easier, so much more natural. It comes from love. I haven't injured myself, which I tend to get injured really easily when I'm working out. I'm doing this thing during the workout as well because I'm so focused on coming from love, I don't push myself to do extra reps if I'm starting to get tired. I don't raise the weights just because I quote unquote should. I'm really deeply listening to my body. And some days, yes, I love it. The weights go up, the intensity goes up. I'm there, I'm doing it hardcore, but it's from a place of love. And other days I'm backing off because I'm just really committed to generating more love for my body and healing my body from that space of love. Yeah. And consistently, consciously manifesting love in your life creates motivation from love. Exactly. The motivation is coming from love instead of a should. One of the days that I posted on the Manifest Love Challenge, I was getting ready. And at first I was like, oh, I'm on the couch. We got to get going. We just have to shower, find something to wear. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a whole thing. And I shifted it from a should or a have to to manifesting from love. And then all of a sudden I was singing in the shower. I tried on this like new style of makeup that I learned from some like 20 some year old YouTuber that I love. I tried a new hairstyle and the whole experience just instantly shifted from like something that was obligatory to something that was genuinely joyful because it came from love. Exactly. Like the other day I had to do this errand for my mom and I love my mom y'all, but I was not into doing this pain in the ass errand for her. And I was being bitchy in my mind about it. So I had this, you know, negative mindset. And then I was just like, hold up. I love my mom. And I put my hands on my heart center and I breathed in and out of my heart and I generated some love energy. And then I did this errand in a totally peaceful, joyful, loving way. 
It was so much easier. It's like we get so conditioned to fight against that we can just automatically be in this fight mode, right? This flight, fight, freeze, faint. I was pissed off about having to do it. So the fight was up inside of me, right? And it, there's either a war going on inside or there's peace going on inside. And like you said, Casey, you've been generating more love. So you're generating more peace inside of you. You feel more peaceful. And I made my peace with this errand and you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, y'all. <laughs> It's amazing how the mind always wants to make things such a big deal and so hard. Yeah, it wasn't so hard. <laughs> Instagram gives you a time limit of 15 seconds on your reels. And so me trying to condense what I have to say down into 15 seconds is challenging. And so what's ended up happening is I've had to repeat it multiple times. Like I'll like start to share how I manifested love that day. And then it's like, just goes like right to 17 seconds. I'm like, damn it. So then I have to repeat it and keep getting shorter and shorter. But it's great because in that repetition, I'm repeating ways that I'm manifesting love. And that's actually helping to build more of a neural pathway to it. Correct. Neural pathways get built by repetition. So you're doing this positive thing in the first place, and then you're like, oh, right, we've got a post about it. And then you're doing it over and over again. So you're helping to build this neural pathway. And it sounds silly, right? I mean, first of all, Casey and I are not fans of being on social media. So that was the first hurdle to overcome. So this 15 seconds made it so much more doable for us. So when you're trying to make any change in your life, slow down fan, start super small, start super small. You can promise you're gonna manifest love one second of your day. Start somewhere and then you build upon that a little at a time so that you don't kick up the threat response in your brain. Remember, when you're doing a new action, even if it's something positive, your brain can see that new thing as a threat. It can see any change as a threat, even changes for the better it sees as a threat. And boom, now you've got stress hormones going through your bloodstream. Now you got flight, fight, freeze, faint up. Now you really don't want to do it. I mean, that's how Casey and I always were about social media. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to us. But 15 seconds, we're like, Ugh, okay, fuck it. We can do 15 seconds. And now we're joyfully doing the 15 seconds because that's what shifts to, especially because what we're doing is focusing on manifesting more love. So that makes happy hormones get released. Where at the beginning of the challenge, maybe we were emitting some stress hormones. Now we're emitting dopamine. Now it's like, ooh, I'm gonna do my 15 seconds, fun, right? And that just takes a little bit each day, but consistently doing it. Yep. So today, before we started recording, I got this voice memo from my friend from Sweden. I love this woman so much. And I hit play and she's freestyling a song all about how she manifests love in her life and how she's finding her own happiness. And I can tell she's driving because I can hear the <laughs> GPS giving her directions. 
in Swedish, you know, as she's singing and she's it's it's she's totally ignoring it, you know, and is just freestyling this song. And it was like two minutes long. And I'm sitting there and I just have the biggest grin on my face and I'm laughing. And I was actually started dancing to her song and the voice memo ended and I just felt into my body and I was like, oh, my gosh, her act of manifesting love for herself in the way of freestyling a song as she's driving about love and happiness and sharing that with me elicited this just contagious chain reaction in my body where I was smiling and I was feeling full of love. And then that's actually what inspired me to do the post, thus share more about manifesting love. And so there's a momentum that manifesting love creates and it is so fun. It creates the dopamine and everything that you just talked about. The more and more you do it, it almost feels impossible not to share the love. And, you know, manifesting love doesn't always have to be something that's motivating you to do something. Like yesterday, we were supposed to record this podcast and we checked in with one another and we're like, you know, I'm just really not feeling this right now. And so we didn't. We waited until today. In that way, not doing something is also manifesting love. And so I want to give people full permission there, too. It's, you know, we live in the society where we're like full steam ahead. More is better. Fast, fast, fast. Manifesting love gets to look like honoring your nose. When we don't honor our nose and we push through it, we actually run into manifesting from a place other than love. I always say that you're either manifesting from love or you're manifesting from fear. I've done it. My clients do it. It's totally a normal human trait to be worried or concerned about something, to be pushing ourselves to try to achieve what we want to achieve in our life. But we end up doing it from a fearful place, from a place of lack, from a place of being afraid of what we're not going to get or that we won't be able to have or be or do. For example, I've been extremely attached to manifesting a house that I get to do a total renovation on. And I've wanted to do this probably my whole life. My grandfather was a master carpenter and I watched him do amazing work. And I've always wanted to do it too. I've watched every single home renovation show and interior design show. I just eat them up. And while I love the idea of it, there was still a lot of fear inside of me that I was never going to get the chance to do it. And so we've been going through a whole ordeal trying to get an abandoned house in our neighborhood for a long time now. It was supposed to be a two-month process, and right now I think we're at 19 months. So I have had a lot of time to process through my fears around this. First of all, to get clarity about what my fears even were. And then to turn those fears around. So to go from like the negative, I'm never really going to get a house that I can renovate from the ground up to I am going to get a house I can renovate from the ground up. It's going to be great. So I had to really get clear, change it around. Then I had like a lifetime of stress and trauma built up inside of me around home. I had a really unstable home life as a child. I've moved over 40 times in my life. So there's all this fear and instability and stress built up in the soft tissue of my body about home. So I did a lot of nonlinear movement method to move that stress out of my cells. I've had countless sessions about home and 
getting to a healthy, positive, loving place within my own body and cells. Then the last part of the nonlinear movement method is about manifestation. And so I've used so many of my sessions to move as if I'm in my new home that I've renovated. I'm in there, I'm like running up the stairs, I'm putting up art, I'm tiling the bathroom, like I'm doing all these great things in my home and I'm moving my body and I'm feeling it. I'm embodying what it feels like to be in this home and I'm laughing and moving and thinking and envisioning all at the same time. So I'm going through all of these powerful processes of manifesting, but I'm doing it from a place of love now, instead of probably 40 years of trying to force myself to do it from a place of fear. Uh, slow down, fans. <clears throat> Elizabeth and I can see each other right now. And so it was really cool to watch you share that because when you were talking about initially having that limiting belief around getting a home, your body language was more still and you were hunched over a little bit and your arms were closer to your body. And then you talked about rewriting a more positive belief around getting a home. Then you went in to talk about how you were moving all of these different emotions through your body that come up from everything that you've ever associated with a house, you know, from your childhood, from moving, from these different experiences. And then I was watching your body just kind of like move and squirm and do these little like movements. And then at the end, when you're talking about the embodiment piece and like imagining yourself doing all of these fun projects and renovations, it's like you're arms were like actually in the air and they were like flailing around and I was like this is great like th this is a physical representation of this process of manifestation yes and of doing it from a place of love Obviously, there's so many teachings out there about law of attraction and conscious manifestation. And I started really getting into it in 2000 uh, with Louise Hay. And what I've learned over the years is that it has to be that whole process I just talked about, right? You've got to get the clarity. You've got to work with the beliefs. But mindset work is not enough. And I know a lot of you are into mindset work. You love it. You do it. Maybe you even teach it, but you get to a point where it's not working for you. Something is missing. And people come to me all the time because they are really frustrated and they don't realize that it is the first step of the process. Then you have to involve every single aspect of your body, mind, emotions, energy, your entire sensory system is a tool for manifestation. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me because that's how we take in our lived experience. And so when we're trying to shift something, we have to adjust all of those things along with it. That's right. That's exactly it. And that's the process that Casey and I are going to be walking you through step by step in our Manifest Love Retreat. Every single aspect of what we were just talking about, we're going to walk you through the whole thing. That retreat is on March 12th. And you can just go to the happywomanacademy.com and click on the hot pink button to sign up for it. It's only 97 bucks, y'all. And we're going to spend the whole day together going through this process. We already have an amazing group of beautiful women signed up for it. So heart-centered, such great ladies. If you're a woman or identify as a woman, you are welcome to sign up. Just go to the happywomanacademy.com.
Com. And this is about manifesting love for yourself, manifesting love in your life, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's through making more money, a better career, a shift with your family relationships. However you want to apply manifesting love in your life, you can apply it. I've got a woman who's coming just because she wants to learn how to manifest money. We were just talking the other day and I was like, girl, you got to do it from a place of love. Otherwise, you're doing it from a place of fear and lack. Yeah. And that's a tough one. And so I'm I'm so happy that she's coming for that too, because yeah, that's that's deeply ingrained in the mind. Yeah. And I'll just admit it right here. Since Casey and I have been doing the Manifest Love Challenge, we've attracted thousands more dollars into our life than we normally do in a month. We so have. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. because oh, our, our attention wasn't on it at all. No. Our attention was only on love. And we've got clients coming out of the woodwork right now. We are manifesting all of the time. I think that is something people don't get. Every single second we're manifesting. The breath you just took is manifesting your life. The thought you just had, you're manifesting from that. Exactly what you're doing right now. You living your life is you manifesting your life. So I think we all deserve to get good at manifesting our life from love because it's something we're doing all of the time anyway. We might as well get really good at it. You know, I use this process to manifest my loving partner, Dale, into my life. I did this every morning and every night for two years. And while I was doing it, I felt like I was in love to the point where I'd meet up a friend in a bar and she'd take one look at me and say, oh my God, did you meet somebody? You're glowing. That happened regularly. I was glowing. I was in love. I just hadn't met him yet but I was using these steps that Casey and I are gonna be teaching you at the Manifest Love Retreat. And so you've manifested a house, you've manifested a partner, we have people coming who are wanting to manifest money, and now we have a lot of women who are coming to manifest more love for themselves because I think there's this thing that happens when we end a partnership and it's like everyone can relate to being like, I'm just gonna take some time and work on me and that's how I've used this process. I actually got into this manifesting embodiment work because I was feeling disconnected from my body, specifically during intimacy. It was like, it was good, but I felt like I was participating in an act and I wasn't actually fully there. So way in my head, not enough in my body. And so it wasn't until I actually did this process, dropped into the body, got to feel, actually feel in my body, all of the stuff that was going on, the the beliefs around touch, the numbness I felt, the frustration thinking that I should be feeling a way that I'm not or that this should look like it does in the movies. And then getting to a place where I could actually feel safe enough which required me to slow way down and I could feel what was actually going on on this deeper level, on this body level and feel that and move as that and try on existing in the world as that version of myself and what I would wear and what I would say and things I would ask for. And that's the process that got me to a place where I was feeling connected, not only in inside myself to my body for myself, but I could actually show up in partnership and experience that level of intimacy that I was so craving. 
Yeah, being disconnected from yourself makes it really hard to connect with another. And when you connect to another without being connected to yourself, that's how you set yourself up for codependency. Then nobody's home inside of you, and it perpetuates your sense of disconnection from yourself. Manifesting love for yourself so you can be fully connected to yourself and then you take your connected self to your partner or even potential partner, even showing up on a date, totally grounded, calm, connected to yourself. I used to be terrified to go on a date. I was so nervous, always thinking about what the other person was thinking about me. <laughs> When you're deeply connected within yourself, you can just show up calm, present, centered, true, authentic, you. And you don't have all of that nervousness. We get so practiced at feeling bad that feeling good feels off or weird to us. And it's a skill. It's a skill. We can actually increase our ability to feel good for longer and longer periods of time. So with manifesting love and doing that as a conscious practice, you're able to stay in loving, positive, good feelings for longer periods of time. And like when you're learning anything, it's not like, oh, I'm just doing it perfectly. <laughs> like, yes, now I can just do it perfectly all the time. It's like you can feel good for a few seconds maybe, and then you don't, you feel bad again. And so I call it, you drop it, you pick it back up. So you feel good, Ugh, you drop it, you're not feeling so good anymore. That's okay. Just pick up that good feeling again. Do something loving for yourself. Do something loving for someone else and start feeling better again. You drop it, you pick it back up. I think that's one of the misconceptions that people have about manifesting anything. They think, oh, if I think about it one time and just say that I really, really, really want it, it's going to come. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's the same mentality as like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out one time and I'm going to be ripped. Exactly. Whether you're making new neural pathways, that takes a lot of repetition. And when you're holding energy frequencies, that takes a lot of repetition and practice to be able to sustain it for longer and longer periods of time. I think that is just a huge misconception with conscious manifestation and why people think that it doesn't work is exactly what Casey says. They do it once or they try it a couple of times and they're just maybe doing words, you know, just like doing positive affirmations. And then they're like, oh, it doesn't work. And that's why this, yes, using your mind, yes, using your body and your movement and your somatic senses, yes, embodying energy frequencies, using your imagination. You've got to use every single part of you, all of your senses to be able to manifest. And then you have to repeat that over and over and over again to get it to work. Because we're always manifesting, but we get really good at manifesting what we don't want. So switching into manifesting what we do want takes a whole lot of love. And I think another misconception is this idea that everything in life has to be good and going well in order to manifest love. And that's not the case. It is equally as important to do these manifesting love practices when things are going well in life as it is when you are going through something very challenging like depression, anxiety, or even grieving. And I think the difference is in how it looks. So for example, I went through a grieving period over the past six to eight months and I manifested love for myself by meeting myself exactly where I was at 
and doing something loving. So when you're in a heavy grieving phase, it can feel like doing anything is the hardest thing in the world. And so just getting up off the couch and making myself a cup of tea was an act of love. That was me manifesting more love in my life. Texting a friend and asking them to call me was manifesting more love in my life. Going for a walk and just getting out of my house was an act of manifesting love. Yeah, you know, I suffered from anxiety and depression for about 40 years straight. And in the beginning when a depressive episode would hit, well, first of all, I didn't even know that that's what was happening to me. And it would scare the fuck out of me because on top of feeling depressed, I, I hated myself for feeling the way I was feeling. And after years of therapy, healings, doing the nonlinear movement method and really releasing that depression and anxiety from my system and learning to regulate my nervous system. Anxiety and depression rarely ever happen to me. And when they show up, I know what to do. I use my five steps to regulate my nervous system. And I do this thing that I call loving myself through it. I love myself through the depression. And I really let myself, like Casey said, meet myself where I'm at, be where I'm at. I don't go at war with how I'm feeling. And what manifesting love looks like then is I let myself curl up in a ball, lay on the couch, and watch the Great British Baking Show for four hours. And in my head, I'm saying, I love you. You're okay. You're safe. I love you. I'm loving you through this. You'll get through this. And I've got to say that the depressive feelings don't last very long at all, but the whole time I am loving myself through it. I eat food. Often I can't go for a walk or work out. And I'm like, it's okay. You're going to get through this and you will work out again one day. Like I really, really just love and accept myself through it. And Casey said something right before she hit the record button today. She said, let's help a bunch of people manifest love in their life. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Such a born coach. Every human, if their focus was on manifesting love, how different would our society be if love, care, well-being was at the foundation of our society? If we lived in a utopia built on that sacred value of love, that's the end of war. That's the end of sexism. That's the end of racism. That's the end of sexual violence. That's the end of incarceration. This lack of internal and external love fuels our broken society. And Casey and I are just committed to doing everything we can within ourselves in our own teeny tiny way and by helping as many people as we can manifest more love in their life and live as love, manifest as love, move as love, think as love, speak as love. I think we have a pretty great life purpose. That's all right. It'll do. We should start a school. Oh, wait. <laughs> we should have a podcast. Oh, wait. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor and then our slow down interview, slow down song and slow down skill. Hey, slow down fans. It's me, Mother Nature. I manifest love daily because I want myself and all living beings to thrive. I send messages throughout my root systems via vibrations that travel miles underground 
informing my fellow trees of potential predators and illness. When one of my trees falls ill, the surrounding trees feel it and send nutrients to that tree. We love and care for each other in this way that allows for us to evolve and manifest new growth and new life all of the time. This is how I manifest love for myself and all that I'm connected to. And now for your slow down interview. Welcome Amy Hutton. Hailing from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Amy is a true miracle survivor. Being born three months early was just the start of the challenges Amy has overcome in her lifetime. Today, as an LGBTQ2S plus youth coach, Amy mentors teen youth in their own self-discovery, coming out journey, and feeling confident to live their true authentic self everywhere they go. Amy Hutton, welcome to Slow the F Down Show. We would love to hear how slowing down has helped you. Slowing down has helped me. I have really good boundaries set. So on on the weekends, for example, on the weekends, it's just time with my girlfriend and I. I don't do any business work and I just enjoy our time together. So that's again, slowing down just and having good boundaries. I'll tell you, healthy boundaries is another word for love. Right on. That is so good to hear that you can set that boundary for yourself so you can spend time with the person who's most important to you and really replenish yourself. Mm -hmm. Totally. Thank you. Has the pandemic forced you to slow down in any way? In 2020, when everything went upside down in the world, I was working full time and I, I worked all the way through mostly the pandemic. In the year 2020, though, I was working with adults living with developmental disabilities in the community at my day job. So we had to literally shift overnight almost and all our community programs ended and a lot of my coworkers and I were shifted into working in the group homes because those were all of a sudden 24 hours a day seven days a week care, right? Because we couldn't go out anywhere. And so the pandemic for me didn't slow me down at all. <laughs> it, it just shifted my ability to work. And then with my business, Inch by Inch Empowerment, um, it just kind of got more interesting because everything was turning to online. So I didn't really slow down. <laughs> to be completely honest. Wow. Yeah. So you're, the pandemic slowdown caused you to speed up. I heard people say, oh, yeah, slow down and you know, pause. I'm like, I don't have a pause button right now. I have to learn how to work in a group home. Thank you very much. And make sure my clients who are medically fragile, plus living with developmental disabilities, don't get sick. So that's kind of a sore spot for me about the pandemic and everything. Like people are like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, you're not a frontline essential worker. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Seriously, have you been able to work in any more slowdown or self-care time? Yeah, so in November 2020, actually, I left my day job where I was and moved into a different company completely where I got to work from home. So it was a completely different shift. So slowing down, not really, because I was still working eight hours a day. Yet I knew though at say 4.30, I have to close my laptop because I need to walk away from my desk. We can't be going all the time. I will start at 12 in the afternoon and then it'll be midnight and I'm still at my computer. So I have to do the same. I have to really set that boundary, set a alerts on my phone 
phone, close the laptop, or I'll just keep working. So I totally get it. And I'm so glad to hear you're doing that for yourself. It's that whole thing, right? When you burn yourself out, your well runs dry, and then you've got nothing left to give, and then you get adrenal fatigue, and it's just this snowball effect of not helping yourself so you can't help others anymore. Right. Do you have any slowdown advice for others? It's about that setting those boundaries. And I know there's busy parents out there in the world. And even if you can just take two minutes in the bathroom and have a moment listening to a, a favorite song of yours, for example, in, in the bathroom for two to three minutes, like little somethings along the day is what I would say to people. I love that because we talk a lot in our programs where we do a lot of brain training with people where a little bit for a small amount of time, but repeated throughout the day actually gets you better results than if you try to force everything to happen at once and then don't do it for a week. Building in little breaks, little breaks, little breaks, little breaks throughout the day is really helpful. Thank you for reinforcing that slowdown wisdom. <laughs> You're welcome. And, and I love that you brought it up in the bathroom too, because it's already kind of a carved out private time. And there's a lot of people with the pandemic who have either switched from work at home or there's more people living in their space than were before. So you have to make it work with what's available. Yeah. Sometimes all you get is a few minutes in the bathroom. Or right before bed. Like just before you're about to close your eyes, you know, if you, if you have a partner or a spouse with you, I love you, honey. I just need to close my eyes and lie here for two minutes. Oh, that's the truth. Do you have a favorite slow down song or slow down music? Ah, uh, this is kind of funny because I reviewed what we were going to be talking about on our podcast today. And it was funny because I woke up with a song in my head, which doesn't always happen yet. It was one of those, I guess we call it a slow down feel good kind of song and it's by an artist named Nora Jones and her song is come away with me yes <laughs> it's a beauty it's a beauty that'll that'll slow you down and open your heart I actually had that on my morning playlist for like two years <laughs> that's perfect so yeah, we're all we're all connected <laughs> And I, it was funny because I, I shared the YouTube video of, of Nora Jones's song, Come Away With Me, shared it to my girlfriend this morning. I'm like, I woke up with this song in my head thinking of you. Oh, it's so sweetly romantic, too. As I said, like, we only see each other on the weekends, so we text talk like every day. That's beautiful. Gotta stay connected. Well, Amy, you do such beautiful, wonderful, very necessary work in the world. Where is the best place for people to find out more about your work? The easiest way would be LinkedIn or Facebook of Inch by Inch Empowerment would be the two, the top two I would recommend. Great. So that's Amy Hutton on LinkedIn, and she has a yellow star before her name and a pride rainbow flag after her name. So you know that it's her and Inch by Inch Empowerment on Facebook. And we will also have links to Amy's social media on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. Amy Hutton, thank you so much for all you do. And thank you for being on Slow the F Down Show. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. And now for our slowdown skill. The skill we're going to share with you, I've shared with so many of my clients and so has Casey. And that is the skill of setting up a cozy nest in your home that's your safe, loving me time space 
that you can have a quiet moment for yourself and manifest love from when you're doing your more internal practices like meditation or journaling or positive affirmations. And because we're doing our manifest love retreat via Zoom, we invite all of our participants to make this cozy nest for themselves so they have a safe and nurturing place to join the retreat from. We're going to teach you how to do it and tell you what you need so you can have this safe, sacred space in your home too. And hey, just in case you want to come to the retreat on March 12th, you'll be ready. Really have fun with this. Make it your own. I know in my little cozy nest, I have blankets, pillows, books, my rocks, my minerals, my drum. Yeah, I've got my essential oils right here and my water bottle. I've got Slothy, our mascot. And it can just be super, super simple. Like, I know my cozy nook feels the best when it's clean and organized. Yeah, I've got sage in mine, so I clean the space really regularly. We know that many of you might live in a super tiny apartment, and we're talking about making a place that can be just the size of a pillow. <laughs> but it's this safe, sacred bubble that's all yours. I've helped a lot of moms do this. I've helped clients that live in super small apartments do this. One of my clients had a closet that was this super tiny coat closet and she totally transformed it. And we would do all of our healing sessions in there over Zoom. It was so awesome. It was really beautiful. She had her vision board up there and feathers and things that she would find on her hikes. And it was this amazing thing. It was just big enough for her to sit in. <laughs> yeah, there, there's really something to having your own space. And I also think if you live with other people too, it's a really beautiful way to demonstrate what me time looks like, what me time feels like, and how to honor that boundary, um, which we'll talk about all in our next episode. Yeah, and I know that just going and sitting there, sometimes not even meditating or doing any or journaling or doing anything special, just going and sitting there on my butt gives me this sense of safety and calm and peace. It's just one of those ways to manifest peace and love outside of yourself that you can slip into and it surrounds you with that sense of peace and love and safety so that you can manifest more love inside of yourself. And you know, Casey and I always start all of our classes and healing sessions and coaching sessions with creating safety. That's one of the most important things. When your nervous system is soothed, you're able to manifest more love and to let more love in. When our nervous system feels threatened, we block love and it's hard to manifest love. So this is your safe, soothing, cozy nest where you can go to regenerate and have a lovely little place to manifest love from.
Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? I really enjoyed this episode and creating this episode because we are, we're walking our talk. You know, we are doing the Manifest Love Challenge daily. The podcast episode is being recorded with the energy of manifesting love. And just being able to speak straight from my heart was my favorite part. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of the show today? Samesies. My favorite part of today's show was how we made it that we're so immersed in this energy frequency of manifesting love that it just flowed. We were feeling our heart the way that we didn't record yesterday. So yeah, my favorite part of today's show is the energy that we did it in. And may I just say, I don't know if we'll ever say everything we need to say on this topic (laughs) because Casey and I talk every day and we keep saying more and more things about manifesting love that didn't make it into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if you really want to hear more, then you got to come to the Manifest Love Retreat and sign up for the Love School at thelove.school. That's thelove.school. And that's where you can see all about our four-month training programs. The one coming up this spring is Love Another how to create fun, healthy, sexy relationships. On our next episode, slow the fuck down with boundaries. We know you need that one. (laughs) Thanks for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, become a patron. You'll get tons of goodies. Go to patreon.com slash slow the F down show and pick the tier that feels best to you. Thank you so much for your love and support. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.